Hey everybody, Jake here. I'm really excited to come to you with another episode of Cool Shit You Can Deduct. We've got an amazing guest with us today, Mr. Darren Jacklin. I'm gonna introduce him here in a minute, but we're really excited. So we're getting really good feedback from the show. We wanna to continue to bring this content to you guys. It's actually really fun for me to talk about this stuff. So selfishly, I really enjoy it here. Jump right into it. I want to introduce Darren Jacklin. And uh, I've known Darren for quite a few years now, three or four years, I would say. Um, you know, we met at one of our, our mastermind groups that we go to. When I say this guy is incredible, like he is incredible. Um, you know, for over 23 years, he's traveled four continents. He's personally trained and developed like over a million people. Uh, he's got an uncanny ability to increase wealth and success uh, by uncovering hidden assets unlooked opportunities and undervalued possibilities. Darren currently sits on paid international boards of directors and advisory boards of public and private companies. His experience has led to advising small private American residential real estate companies to grow to internationally recognized publicly traded companies on the NASDAQ. That is so incredible. So you're also a philanthro investor. I wanna hear a little bit about that. You know, you're committed to expanding your cash flow investment portfolio. And you've also got a foundation, right? Why don't you tell us a little bit about that real quick? Yeah, sure. We have a family foundation. We've committed $100 million over the next decade towards global philanthropy projects. Currently, we have our first school called the Link Leadership Academy over in Liberia, West Africa. We have over 300 children from preschool to grade six. It's our pilot school. We plan to build more schools across the African continent to bring education to underprivileged areas of uh, the, the world. That's so awesome. I um, I want to hear a lot about that. I'm really glad to have you on the show today because you know we're going to talk about my world, which is taxes, but yeah, I cool. love... Uh, I, I love just a how excited you are about life and about everything. So I figured this would be fun. But then you're 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 all about giving back too. You've obviously been really successful in business, very successful in life. But you know, every time we talk to you, you're you're always referencing you know some sort of foundation or new project where you guys can give back. So I just you know kudos to you. I think that that's really incredible. So we're gonna start off. I got to tell you guys, you know, obviously the the show's called Cool Shit You Can Deduct. We got to talk about some cool shit that you can deduct. Darren, I, I gave you a little teaser before the show, but I'm so incredibly proud of my wife. She actually started a new business for us here just last week. That's awesome. Wait till you hear about it. It's even better. She started a new business. It's called RV Travelers LLC. And what she did is she went out and bought a camper. One of these like pull behind the truck, 32 feet long, parked out in front of our house right now. It looks a lot bigger in the driveway than it did like at the dealership, you know? But this thing's awesome. It's brand new. It's got like the new nice countertops. It's got the USB plugs everywhere and all that kind of stuff. What she's going to do is she's actually going to rent it out. So she started a business. She started an LLC, set up her own business bank account, got a business credit card, purchased the, the business asset under, under the business, right? She was able to get it for zero down and a very low monthly payment. Oh, great. Great, right? Then also, you know, we can't park it in front of our house because the HOA or whatever. So uh, went and found a place that we can keep it when it's not being used. But the sole purpose of, of a buying this is so she can rent it out. She did, she did a bunch of research and there's all kinds of websites, you know, similar to like Airbnb and VRBO for houses, but for campers and RVs and all these people that are traveling everywhere. And this thing will rent for about 150 bucks a night all over, you know, we'll, we'll start in Florida. Who knows what'll end up happening. We're going to be able to rent this thing out easily. She's already got it booked on there, already getting interest on it. So what'll happen is we'll rent this thing out. It'll more than pay for itself for the monthly payment. When it comes tax time, we'll be able to depreciate the value of the asset 
on our tax return, just creating an amazing business opportunity. And these are the things that we like to talk about on the show here. And this was my wife, actually. I was so proud. Uh, she did all the research. She went out and did this all on her own. Well, you know, the great thing about this is the entrepreneurial spirit, right? It's about a mindset. Like, I, I'm not opposed to people buying toys and luxury cars, all that stuff. Just don't pay for it. Like, I just ordered a high-end luxury vehicle here six months ago. When I went to the dealership, I was dream building. Did you get the Rolls Royce? I didn't do a Rolls Royce, but I did another nice vehicle. And when I went in there, I thought, you know what? I, I'd like to get this vehicle, but I'm not going to pay for it. See, here's the thing. Successful people don't pay for things. What we do is we look at how to solve problems in the marketplace and create multiple revenue streams that are either active or passive. So I like what she did. She created an LLC. She created a business, right? From home, made it all up, right? Just imagine it, dreamed it, conceptual idea. She did all this on her own. I came home one day and she had them. I was like, wow, that's a great plan. Why didn't I think of that? Absolutely. You know, the cool thing about this is that she can create this into an income producing asset. I'll give you a quick example. I was in uh, Monaco, country of Monaco a few years ago before COVID-19 broke out. And I was having, um, at the Fairmont Hotel, I was having dinner with a multi-billionaire. And this guy owns a super yacht, $400 million yacht, costs about $50 million a year, US dollars for all the taxes, maintenance, insurance, and employee costs to operate the yacht. So I'm sitting there, just him and I, there's nobody else, just him and I one-on-one -on -one, having a couple hour long dinner. And I want to get into this multi-billionaire's mindset, right? How does he think? Because we don't have money problems in life. We only have thinking problems. There's no lack of money on this planet. There's an overflowing financial abundance. People have money problems because we're looking for allocation. So I'm sitting there with this guy and I said to him, I said, you have a $400 million super yacht, two helicopter pads on it. I'm just trying to make Ooh. sense. How do you do this? Not one, but two helicopter pads. On <laughs> That's great. And he looks at me and he says, you know, Darren, I don't pay for that super yacht. I'm like, what do you mean you don't pay for it? He goes, no, it's an income producing asset on my balance sheet. He said, what I did is I took a couple of years and I was traveling around the world networking with decision makers and high influential people. And it was just like the International Space Station. You have different astronauts from different countries that are up there. And the governments fund these projects for research and development. Just think about this for a moment. If we're a bunch of researchers and we're studying the oceans around the world, we've got we've to get into a boat. We've got to go out in the ocean. We've got to do our research and our study, then get back before dark, find our hotels, get a place to eat, have a hot shower, go to bed, do it all again the next day. It's very inefficient. It's not the best in high school of our time. So he says, I thought, what if I could solve a problem by creating a virtual on the ocean super yacht that could be a research center? So it's not a super yacht. It's a research vessel. It's not his personal vessel, right? It's not Correct. for him to go on vacation on. It's a research vessel. So it's not a super yacht, it's a research vessel. And he generates money from different countries around the world who give him money as cash flow to fund this. Now, 10 months out of the year, they circumnavigate the planet doing research in this think tank. And eight weeks out of the year, two months of the year, his family gets to go on there. So the key thing is, it's the mindset. And this is why I love shows like this, is that we can educate and inform people to change the way you think. Because when you... See, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask yourself. If we go to Google right now behind you and we type in on Google, why am I stupid? I'll put a couple on Google, why you're stupid as a human being. If you type in, why am I a genius and hit search on Google, I'll become why you're a genius. You might buy some, some products and services and some supplements and things like that to try and sell you to increase your brain function. But the key thing is, is that most people talk about news, weather, sports, and traffic. Just think about the mass consciousness of the planet. Next time you're on the subway, you're in a coffee shop, you're in a restaurant, you're in a, you're in a lounge. People are talking about news, weather, sports, and traffic. So it's about changing the conversation to say, hey, how can we do that cool shit? How can, how can, how can I turn my home into an income producing asset? When I'm driving to work, how can I create multiple revenue streams of income? It's not about money. 
Mm -hmm. so freedom. I love making a ton of money and I do, but I like freedom because I like to go wherever I want, whatever I want, whoever I want. I like to go, people always ask me, go, Darren, what time do you go to bed at night? I said, I go to bed when I'm tired. They go, what time do you wake up when I'm done sleeping? And they go, how do you do that? I said, consistently. See, that's choice. That's life by design. And money is a tool. Money is good and money is also bad. It's how you use it as a tool. We can build bombs and create wars, or we can do philanthropy and do good things on the planet. It's a choice and who you choose to hang around. Money comes in all different shades of green, right? You got to choose what shade of green. You want to get around all the drug money? That's a different shade of green. You want to get around philanthropy money? Different shade of green. You want to get around building churches and hospitals and schools? Different color of money. So you got to choose as you're out there in the economy, what shade of color of green of Ben Franklin's do you want to collect? Because I don't make money. I collect money. I build companies to collect money to generate cash flow, to pay for my lifestyle, profit for people. It's profit for people. So I love making a lot of money so that we can do good in the world. Profit. For I love that. Darren, let, let me dig into that a little bit. So you said you don't make money, you, you, you collect like, money. So talk collect. about that a little bit. Cause I think a lot of people think that there's this big pile somewhere. There's like a mountain of money. And once it all, once somebody snags it up, it's all gone, but that's not the case, right? You can no. create wealth. You can create money out, out of thin air a lot of times, right? I'll give you an example. I'll go back to my childhood. So I created my first business when I was seven years old called rent a kid. And I grew up in a small <laughs> Okay. It might get you in trouble these days, but I want to hear about it. So yeah, yeah. I grew up in a city of less than 20,000 people in population, right? And I just looked around my neighborhood and looked at solving a problem. See, we don't have money problems in life. We only have thinking problems. There's no lack of money. It's a lack of thinking. If you want to make more money, just go serve people, right? Be on a man on a mission or a woman on a mission. Go serve people and solve problems for the people. Listen, if you got problems with your teeth, you go to a dentist, right? If you don't take care of your teeth through preventative things, you're going to pay more. Say there's a plumber, electrician, a chiropractor, massage therapist, reflexologist, acupuncturist. These people are all in the service business, solving a problem for people. So the thing is, you want to make more money, go solve a problem. That's mm. what it is. So I, with my rent is I looked around my neighborhood and said, okay, great. Whose lawns can I mow? What odd jobs can I do? You know, I grew up where there's snow. So can I shovel the driveways? Can I walk the dog? Can I deliver newspapers? Can I pull weeds? So there's, when I'm driving around, when I watch the news media, I'm not watching for the entertainment or the negativity. I'm looking at what we call opportunity zones. Yeah. What are the opportunity zones? COVID-19, man, I did, I did very, very well. In COVID-19, you know, yeah. my net worth just soared, all that stuff. And people say, why? Because I was prepared because every eight to 10 years, we go through peaks and valleys. We go through different seasons of life, right? Some people right now that are watching this show, you, you might be in winter. Things are challenging for you. And your personal life, things are tough. You're in the season of winter. Some of you right now, you're like opportunities starting to unfold and new discoveries and that. You're in springtime. Some of you are like, oh my gosh. Man, it's just rock and roll in my life right now. And some of you are in the fall, which is harvest time. And like, like things are just cranking for you. So everybody's in a different season of life. And that's what I ask people to look at. Is it's a season. It's a window of your time, window of your life. Could be a month, could be two months, could be two months before. It's going to be a long winter. But realize you're only in a season. I love it. I love that. I love that. I, I could talk about this all day long. So back to your billionaire, billionaire buddy with the yacht. We got to get this guy booked on the show so he can tell me a little bit more about this. Yeah, you know, I don't know if we fun. can work on that afterwards, but too cool. So tell me a little bit, um, you know, I know you're an investor in a company called Profitopia yeah. um, and they're, they're doing this thing right now with the employee uh, retention credit. Why don't you tell me yes. about that real quick? Well, my, my partner, we all know this guy, this guy here. Oh, look at that. Expert. Kevin Marshall is a CPA, 35 years, based in Tucson, Arizona. He wrote a book. It's a real thin book. You can read like 20, 30 minutes because it's not full of fluff for filler. It's just practical, right? 20, 30 minutes. Tax credits are sexy. Most people, 
I, and, I'm, and I'm just speculating here, but I'm, I'm going to throw some numbers out. I'd say 75 to 80% of the business population of the United States of America have never heard of the employee retention credit, ERC. You walk down the street, you're in an airport, you ask people, hey, you know, you go to a chamber of commerce or a Rotary Club meeting or an EO meeting. Most people have never heard of the employee retention credit. This is a key thing about importance of getting around people who are smarter than you. Building a life team, building a dream team, creating an inner circle of like my people. I always say I'm the dumbest person in my Darren Jack group of companies, my family foundation. I'm the dumbest guy because I just surround myself with a collective smarter people that are smarter than you, right? Exactly. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room because you're not going to stand on the shoulders of giants and grow and develop. So with Profitopia, we're a national virtual accounting, tax planning, auditing, bookkeeping firm. We're focused on acquisitions right now of acquiring other kind of firms because we're solving a big problem across the USA right now. You know, between now and the year 2030, over 100,000 licensed CPAs are going to retire as baby boomers. And they need a transition plan. They need an exit strategy. They need a succession plan. We're focused on acquiring right now accounting firms across the USA, rolling them up into the parent company, which is Profitopia, but really serving people. And we're different. We're a different kind of tax planning, bookkeeping, accounting business because what we do is we focus on empowering the client, developing the client, because what's the thing about business? Attracting great clients and retaining great clients, attraction and retention. So we focus on attraction. We also focus on retention. And we've got some great secret sauce that we use within Profitability to serve our client, to turn them into raving fans so that we bring accounting back and tax preparation planning to be sexy because it's dry and boring. It's like watching wet paint dry. I'm going to call you after uh, the podcast and, and steal some of that or borrow some of that secret sauce from you uh, <laughs> that you're talking about there. I love that. Because, you know, at the other day, we're in the people business. Yeah. People, people got to get to know us. They got to get to like us. and They got to get to trust us. So we build relationship equity by becoming relational versus transactional. You know, most of the business today is transactional. Unfortunately, you know, I, I look at the new generation and when I speak at college universities and schools, I say, listen, you got to build relationships. You got to pick up the phone and call people. You got to go knock on doors. Don't hide behind a computer and a keyboard. Get out there and have conversations with people. So people get to know you and like you and trust you. So you build that relationship equity with people. I love that. I love it. So this employee retention credit, we don't need to go into the details, but um, we, we've actually set up. CPA, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've actually set up a site you can go to. It's www.actionerc.com. That's actionerc.com. Put in your information. It'll it'll route you right to somebody and they'll be able to tell you if you qualify or not. Yeah. But I know, um, you know, even with our company, um, Action Accounting, we've had clients qualify for hundreds of thousands of dollars of credits. And it's crazy. Like you said, nine out of 10 people don't even know this thing is out there. Profitopia, they're the company that we've partnered with to help all of our customers. And, and Kevin Marshall, I, I don't know if you see, but I was, I, I have his book here too. I was looking for it. I was going to hold it up too. I know I've here? got a copy. Uh, it's funny because he gave me about 25 copies and now they're randomly you know, in the offices and in my desk. So I see Kevin's face everywhere I go now. I'm like, oh, you know. Well, you know, the cool thing is, is that, you know, the thing is most people, there's blind spots. We all have blind spots. And I always share this when, you know, my background for 23 years, travel the world was a very successful corporate trainer globally. And I would go in to talk to decision makers and business owners and say, listen, 95% of what you're doing in terms of day-to-day operations, you're doing it accurately and correctly. The 5% is your blind spot, what you're missing. And the thing is, what I love is, you know, with Proctopia, we've, we've generated over $10 million in the ERC program for clients now across the United States. That's incredible. Yeah. This is unfound money, right? That they would never know. Stimulus money that people would never ever know. But so people, wait, wait, would you would you say you didn't create that money? You just collected it for we the collected clients, from the IRS. Right? We collected from the IRS, right? 
So the key thing with this is the thing is it's about who you get around. Proximity is power. It's not what you know, it's who you know, it's who you have access to. And that's why it's important in our busy lives that you protect your time, you qualify your time, but also you schedule in your calendar. Hey, every month or every quarter, I got to talk to my CP. I got to talk to my accountant. I got to talk to a wealth manager. I got to talk to my financial team. And you got to review. You got to become intimate with your finances. You know, 78% of the North American population live paycheck to paycheck, 78%. Mm. You know, the average American doesn't have access to more than $400 liquid cash. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're paycheck to paycheck. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a problem. I want to disrupt that because I think that we need to educate and inform more people about how to get their money right, how to get their financial house in order. So we have to rely on all these payday loan places and these pawn shops and these credit repair companies. We don't need those people. We need to financially educate people to become intimate with their finances by, by watching these shows and getting some tips and tools and techniques and, and nuggets to help them. And that's why one of the things I share with people all the time is about the how and the who. You'll love this. As we grow up and we're, we're trained in developing school systems, public and private schools, we're trained to figure out things by ourselves. That's the old way of doing things. Change your minds on that. The how and the who. People always say, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to figure this out? How am I going to get this money? How am I going to earn more money? How am I going to do this? Stop with the how. Take out your mobile phone and look at who can I call? Mm -hmm. Who can I serve? Who do I have access to right now that I can work this out and unfold this? That's the key thing. Who can I put on speed dial right now that can problem solve this? It's called the how and the who conversation. And when I see people when they're stuck in analysis paralysis, I when love I see that. people when they're indecisive, and I see people that are in, you know, overwhelm and depression and stress and anxiety because they're trying to figure out how do I solve this problem? How do I figure this out versus saying, who can I call? Who can I go for breakfast, lunch, or dinner with and work this out and, and collaborate with them through a collective intelligence? So it's the how and the who conversation. I see it all the time. So I, I love this. This is like in school, they call, they call that cheating, right? Like if you were like, hey, let's team up. You know, what are you thinking? What am I thinking? Like you would get in trouble, right? You get sent to detention. Yeah. At least I would. We're in business. We call it collaboration because it, here's the thing to consider. Yeah. Most of your goals and dreams do not require your actions. Now, when I, when I share that with people, most people's light bulbs just go, what do you mean? Most of my goals and dreams do not require my actions. They don't. It's required teams and teamwork. See what I do, I have a whole portfolio of companies throughout North America and international. I'm an investor in multiple companies, I'm a family foundation, but I'm not actively involved. I'm the visionary, not the integrator. I'm not involved in the day-to-day -day operations, right? I have smart people running those day-to-day -day operations of those assets. And that's the key thing to look at is that you can be the worker bee and there's nothing wrong with it. We need millions of people to do that. Or you can be, some people are the visionary and some people are the integrator, okay? And so the key thing is a lot of times people have ideas, but they don't know how to execute on those ideas. And the key mm -hmm. thing is, they're going back to the how. How do I do this? How do I figure this out? How do I solve this? Stop with the how. Start thinking, who can I collaborate with? Go to a shared workspace place. And if you live in a major city, start, you know, take out a membership. Go to a place where- Meet dozens of people are. just in the first couple of days. Yeah. Get around people. Like people always say to me, man, I'm financially broke. Great. Well, you're hanging out with broke people. I used to hang out with four financially broke people. I was the fifth person. Yep. So, you know, you don't have to go out and make money. You have to get around people who already made money and find a way to be in service as a fair means of exchange of value and to solve a problem. You know, every person, the bigger the game you play in life, the more problems you got in life, challenges. And guess what? Successful people spend money to save time. Mm -hmm. Unsuccessful people waste time to save money. So get mm -hmm. around people who are making a lot more money than you, find a way to provide value and service and solve a problem, and you'll get handsome paid for it as a fair means of exchange when you're allowing yourself to be open to receiving, which you first of all got to value yourself. Can I share a story with you about money? Absolutely. I'll give you an example. So back in 2007, I was um, struggling financially, struggling building my corporate training business. I was making $200 a day. 
plus my living allowance or per diem. I got invited to a private mastermind group. I actually got dragged there. I didn't want to go um, because I was hustling and grinding. Kicking and screaming. Well, you probably yeah. thought in your head, like, I don't have time to go to this. Like, I don't have the money to go to I this. I got to make my nut. I got to make my, I'm trying to, trying to pay my bills on time, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, a buddy of mine drags into this, this basement of this radio station for a mastermind group. And these are, there's probably maybe a dozen people in there, different industry, different businesses, different age groups of men and women, majority men, that are really successful and influential in their the community. So I go there and I'm watching this for a couple hours. And at the end, about a half an hour, 40 minutes to the end, they have a hot seat and they choose one of the members to sit in the hot seat, be uncomfortable, put all their cards on the table, full transparency, full authenticity and vulnerability, and just pour their heart of what's working or not working in life. Where are they stuck? Where are they confronted? What's not working in their personal life? And they allow themselves for coaching and feedback and mentorship from the group, from the other members. So anyways, they're asking members to, to jump in the hot seat. Nobody's volunteering. So they look at me as the guest. They're like, Darren Jacqueline. This guy will do in. it. I'm yeah, like, get in there. I'm not coming in. I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just a spectator. I'm just sitting up in the stands. I didn't even want to come here in the first place, right? Yeah, I'm, 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 like, I'm not here. I'm not here. You know, I'm just, I'm just watching. So they persist. And finally, I give in and I sit in the hot seat. Something tells me, Darren, it wouldn't be that hard to convince you, you know, because you get excited. You're like, oh, all right, all right, I'll do it. You know, you know I didn't have the self-confidence. And I had a big okay. ego. My self-image was hurt back then. And, you know, when I was... You know, I've really learned about human behavior. When I'm making money, I was always out in public. When I was struggling financially, you wouldn't find me. Mm. Julie kind of interested. Oh, Darren's got some money right now. Oh, he's out in public. He's out eating in restaurants. He's going to movie theaters. He's going to shows. Oh, Darren's got no money. He must not. He must be broke right now. Yeah, so, he's hiding. Well, behavior never lies, right? So what happened was, I go to this mastermind, and the guy says to me, he says, he says, "Can I ask you a question?" So, yeah. He goes, "How much do you get paid a day?" And I say, "Get paid two hundred dollars a day." He goes, "How do you live on that?" So what do you mean, how I live on that? And I said, that's what I charge for corporate trainings, $200 a day. And, and there's a valuable life lesson I'm going to unpack for your listeners. This will remember this story for the rest of their lives. Yeah. He says to me, you should make $200 a day. He goes, when you walked into this, I perceived you as somebody making a lot more money than that. Hmm. And I said, you know, my dream is to earn $500 a day. Man, if I can live that, I'm living the dream, $500 a day, right, for doing corporate training. He goes, I'm going to challenge you. I said, okay. He goes, I want you to start asking for $10,000 a day plus travel go. expenses for your corporate training services. And I look at him like, go pound sand, buddy. Like, <laughs> like, like that'll never work. Like, listen, let's drink the Kool-Aid together and sing Kumbaya. Like, let's hold hands <laughs> and fucking sing Kumbaya. Like, yep. what a bunch of crap that you just said to me. $10,000 a day, buddy. You're smoking something that I don't want to get involved with because like you have no idea what, like that's a bunch of BS. Like what a bunch of crap. He looks at me, goes, listen, I'm not going to argue and fight you for your limitations. So I'm not going to go back and forth and argue and fight you for your limitations. I'm going to invite you right now and challenge you that next month you come back here, you report to this mastermind group that you've at least made a request. When people ask you how much for your service, you say $10,000 a day plus travel expenses and you shut up. I'm like, yeah, right. He goes, are you going to accept my challenge? Are you going to man up and accept my challenge? I said, listen, buddy, I don't even make $10,000 in a month. I don't even make $10,000 in a quarter in three months. There's no way that my industry is going to pay me $10,000 in one day for corporate training. You have to understand my industry. This doesn't make any sense. You have no idea what you're talking about. And he goes, listen, I'm more successful. I run a multi-million dollar businesses. I said, listen, I, I, that's great. That works in your industry. It doesn't work in my industry. You're, you're fighting. You're like fighting oh, back on him, right? So he says, you, he said, listen, we're wasting time here. Do you accept my, 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 my challenge? Yes or no? Let's get to the bottom line. I said, fine, I'll take it on. 
He goes, good, you're going to be tested. So we wrapped up the mastermind meeting. I'm thinking, okay, what a bunch of crap, right? So I leave. <laughs> what a waste of my time. What a waste yeah. of my money. You know? Yeah, a bunch of kumbaya, right? You know, a bunch okay. of water, you know? Two days later, I get a telephone call from an oil and gas company here in North America. They call me up and they said, Darren, this is a, this is a vice president of a company. He said, Darren, well, 18 months ago, I met you at a corporate training event. My, my executives, my management team really loved you. We're going to do an quarterly offsite for our senior executive team um, at a retreat center. We'd love to bring you in as a corporate trainer for our quarterly offsite. What do you charge for a day? Now, I got to be full disclosure for something. There's something I left out in this conversation with this mastermind group. They challenged me, and if I can just be full transparency right now, the members challenged me that if I was scared to ask for $10,000, I had to reach down and start grabbing my balls. <laughs> Pain or pleasure. Pain All right. Or pleasure. And I'm like, okay. So me, I'm a man of integrity because without integrity, nothing works. So if I give my word to someone, I got to honor my word and follow through because I'm only as good as my word. Because most people say talk is cheap. Well, I think most people cheap in their talk. So I'm a man of my word. And he told me, you're going to get tested. So I'm thinking, okay, kind of like a mystery shopper. Someone's going to test me. So oh, oh later, like it's just one of these guys giving you a hard time or something. Yeah. Huh? Oh, so okay. I get this phone call 40 hours later. I'm thinking, okay, I know what's going on. They're testing me. They've got some guy with an oil and gas company call me up. Oh, and okay, gonna, okay. You know, they're gonna they're gonna test me and maybe record the conversation, and then I got to report back, and it's an integrity test. Okay, I know where this is going. I know how they're playing this game, but I'm gonna win because I don't like to lose. Right? I don't want to win. So the thing is, I I'm on the phone, and the guy says, "How much for a day of corporate training for a quarterly offsite?" And I pause, and I get really scared. I start shaking. I start sweating. I'm like really anxious and nervous, and, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh," you know. But I'm thinking if this call is recorded, I, I gotta, I just gotta put my, I gotta put it out there. So I start squeezing my balls for real. Start squeezing. Full <laughs> disclosure. I start squeezing, right? Pain or pleasure. And I said ten thousand dollars because it's starting to hurt really bad. Ten thousand dollars. And he goes done. My executive assistant will call you back within two hours. We'll send you a FedEx, um, FedEx with a certified check within twenty four hours with a tracking number. The other five thousand dollars we paid to you within four months. We do the quarterly offsite next quarter. Oh, I'm like, yeah, right. There's a, the, the, you know, the checks in the mail. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, there you go. The mail, right? So I'm like, okay, yeah, right. Anyways, two hours goes by. Sure enough, 40 minutes later, the executive assistant calls me, wants to get my mail address for FedEx. And they FedEx. So that night, I'm on FedEx.com. You're like doing the tracking free. number over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. So check this out. The story gets even better. There's, here's where the life lessons are. This is, this is powerful. Okay. So I go to, so I get, the, I, next day, I get a $5,000 certified check. So here's the, here's the interesting thing. Okay. So I'm, I'm struggling to pay my bills on time. I owe some money. I got some friends I borrowed money from. So I'm like, oh my gosh, the check's coming tomorrow morning by FedEx. So I start making phone calls to friends and family and people I owe money to. And like, listen, I, I've got some money coming in. I need to meet up with you tomorrow night and, and get, get you paid up, get you cashed up because you know my money's overdue on you. Yeah. So anyways, I'm making these phone calls, get my life back in integrity. So anyways, the next day the FedEx arrives, which I've never been so excited to see a FedEx truck in my life. Like, oh my God, it's here, it's here, it's here. I'm ready to give him a hug, right? Get the FedEx, get, <laughs> get the check, open it up. There's a check there. I run down to the bank. Okay, the bank looks at the check. They've never seen a check me for $5,000. They're like, who is this guy with his check like this? Huh? But guess what they did? They put a five-day business hold on my check. To make oh, sure the check no. Because <laughs> they're not used to that large of deposits, right? Correct. Bank so I'm going to pull yeah. back and restore my integrity and pull back all these people and say, listen, I overpromised here. I got I to gotta recommit and, and renegotiate here a new promise to you. And, and, you know, in seven, eight days now, I can come by. So anyways, four months goes by. I fly, I go back to do the quarterly offsite for this oil and gas company. We're having a phenomenal time doing corporate training. At the end of the day, the decision maker 
So the team is going off, there's 11 or 12 of them, they're going off to do a whitewater rafting trip as a team building exercise. The, the, the gentleman wants to take me for a debrief about today's uh, event, corporate training session. So we're walking down this riverbank and these beautiful mountains, we're walking down this riverbank. He's got a cigarette out of his mouth, players light cigarettes here. And my check's in here for $5,000, which by the way, that money's already been spent too. That, that 10 grand is gone. <laughs> Right. I had some debt I had to pay care of. So you deposited it, but then kept the check just so you could carry it around to feel good. There you go. I'm walking down the riverbank and here's where my life changed. And this gentleman with a cigarette out of his mouth, real redneck guy, he looks at me and goes, Darren, I got a question to ask you. Four months ago when I called you up on the telephone and I asked you how much for a day of corporate training, why'd you tell me $10,000? First thing goes through my mind, he's dissatisfied with the corporate training service. He wants a refund. He's going to kill me. Yeah. I don't, I, man, the money's been spent. I, I, I don't have 10 grand. He's going to have to sell my kidney. I, I don't have the 10 grand. If you guys like out in the woods or something at this point? From the forest. We're in the, oh, we're man. In the Canadian Rockies. We're near so you're like, Canada. yeah, you're like freaking out. This guy's going to, you yeah. know, off we're me in the, in the woods or something. Here, Rockies, you know, right. Um, near Banff National Park. So we're in the, we're in the Canadian Rockies. And he says, why did I, I asked you for a day of corporate training. How much? $10,000. And I'm freaking scared, but I'm like a duck on top of the water, nice and permanent proper underneath my feet are pounding. Really just- <laughs> I'm trying to be calm and conscious and not sweat and not have anxiety and stress and, and just try to be humble and calm and my breathing and be grounded in the earth. And right. So I, I looked at him, I said, you know what? I, I feel I earned the $10,000. I think the team today was very satisfied with what we did. The evaluations will speak for itself. When you get the evaluations here in the next couple of days from the team, he looks at me and goes, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you some feedback. I said, okay. He goes, you need to, you need to learn how to negotiate. You need to, how to value yourself. He goes, you know, I, you know, you just piss me off guys like you. And I'm like, what, what the heck? This guy's really riled up. He goes, <laughs> he goes, you know, when I asked you how much for a day of corporate training, you told me $10,000. If you would have said any other $10,000, I would have hung up the telephone and you would have wasted my time. You would never heard from me again. Cause I will never put somebody in front of my people who's worth less than $10,000. He goes, you know what? When I asked you how much for a day of corporate training, you should have said, what are you paying to work? What do you, what's it worth to you? What's your budget in your, in your company for something like this for a quarterly offsite? He goes, you know what, Darren? I was willing to pay you $25,000 for the day plus first class travel expenses. That's the number he had in his head of what he, he thought you would cost. He had $25,000. Listen, I, four months ago, I'm making $200 a day trying to make sense to make 500 bucks a day. Guy challenges me to ask for $10,000 a day. I'm thinking the guy's drinking the Kool-Aid. He's nuts. Four months later, a redneck guy, an executive with an oil and gas company, sees me, perception of value, that I'm worth $25,000 a day because he's looking at return on investment. Mm-hmm. He's looking at ROI, putting me in front of those people, training, developing them. What's, what's the return on investment he's going to get? How does he make sense of his 25 grand? What's his ROI? Three, four, five X return on that money. And he goes, and he reached into his pocket and he hands me the check. Cause I hope you learned today that you left $15,000 on the table. And he goes, Darren, sometimes people believe more in you than you believe in yourself. Wow. Learn to value yourself and declare what you're worth. Because when you declare what you're worth, the universe or God or the creator, whatever you believe will reward you handsomely. Let's go back to the campfire. And that, that, that redneck, Decision maker changed my life. That's incredible. I absolutely love that story. I went back to the mastermind group and, and I, I, you know, I wanted did you to go first. tell them that story. I did. And they, they give me a stand ovation. They clap. I broke down crying. Wow. And I'm like, wow. I, I never, cause I didn't believe in myself. Mm-hmm. I thought I was a fake and a fraud. I thought, I thought I'd be a fake and a fraud. Ask me $10,000 for a day. Corporate. Man, I don't have a university or college degree. I don't have a PhD. I never went to Harvard. I barely passed public high school. Who am I to go in and ask for $10? I'm ripping people off and taking advantage of people. That was all my mind chatter. That was all my story going on in my head. 
Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I absolutely love it. Changed so, my life that day. Dude, I, thank you for sharing that, man. That, that's absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. That's what I love about the show. So we started off, you know, talking about how to deduct travel trailers, you know, proud of my wife for starting the new business. Yeah. You know, then we go to, what do you say? A $400 million yacht. Super, super yacht, yeah. $400 million research vessel. Sorry. Research vessel. Um, and then stories like that about just like, and I think that's really common, right? People don't understand their value. People don't understand how much value they have to give to the world and they're afraid to well, unleash it. So like that's- Well, even with writing things off, people say, well, I can't do that. That, that, that. That's against the law or I'm breaking rules or you know, that's against the IRS tax code. But you haven't ran it past somebody who's a certified professional account, the CPA, somebody who went to school who's up to date and intimate with the tax code, who mm-hmm. can research and verify things to be accurate and true because you're not, you're not soundboarding off of a team of people around you in your inner circle. And so for you with your story, if you would have never ended up in that room with that group of guys who challenged you right? right which you thought oh these guys are crazy these guys are full of shit you know <laughs> can you imagine what your life would be like you know what's that yeah. 15 years ago basically you said right 2007 yeah wow i love it i love it i love it i love it thank Changed you for sharing life. that yeah so the key thing is now with people when they're looking at cool shit to deduct people you know like people say well i can't do that well how do you know have you ran it past your cpa have you ran it past somebody who's doing much better than you or is it a lot of times, not to interrupt you, but a lot of times it's not that, hey, we can't do that. It's, hey, we can't do it that way, but we can do it this way. That, that's the biggest difference. There's a ton of gray area in what we do. Things. Yeah. Like, how, do things? How, do you, how do you, you know, collaboration with like-minded people is so important, but a lot of people want to do things by themselves because here's the thing about being a human being. We all want to look good and we don't want to look bad. Just think about people's awareness, right? How many times throughout the waking hours of day do we want to look good and we don't want to look bad? We do this dance in our head all the time and want to look good and not want to look bad. Right? We want to protect ourselves with our self-image. Everything's good, man. Everything's good. Everything's fine, right? Whereas people don't realize that, you know, once or twice a year, sit down with a CPA, sit down with someone and say, hey, listen, let's do an audit. Let's go over the last six months or last 12 months here. Let's look at how I'm doing. What cool stuff can I deduct? You know, I'm looking to set up this business or doing this. Like my, 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 my CPA told me, that I never go on, like I'm in Phoenix, Arizona here today, right? I'm flying off in a few hours to Las Vegas. Um, my CPA told me never, I never go on vacation. Never. I go on location, not vacation, but location. When I'm on vacation, there's things I cannot write off. When I go on location, I can write things off because I'm on location, not vacation. You're there for a specific business purpose, right? Correct. So if I'm doing any kind of social media and I'm typing on social media, or I have somebody on my team doing social media, I'm on location, not vacation. That's why you see some of these celebrities are doing humanitarian trips and they're traveling and they're in the Bahamas and on private islands. They're on location. They're doing a photo shoot. They're doing some marketing. They're doing some offsite or some thing. They're on location, not vacation. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm going to surprise you here. This is great. Usually CPAs don't like surprises. No, I love it. So you wrote a book too, Darren. It's called Until I Become. This is a surprise for you, but I actually ordered 15 copies from Amazon. And I'm going to give them out to the first 15 people that send us a request. Yeah, we'll have the link down there. You just click on that link. Say, hey, I want a copy of Darren's book. It'll ask you for your name and your address, and we'll mail it out to you. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about that real quick, and then how people can uh, get a hold of you if they need to. Yeah, I'll just share really about until I become kind of... So I was labeled mentally retarded as a kid, and I failed grade one of public school and was misdiagnosed with a learning disability and a reading disability. And was determined by the public school system to put me into special education classes. So from grade one to grade 12, I was in special education. So I never went to regular school. So I had to learn to socialize with kids on the playground much differently than normal kids. And I had to learn to, you know, think and study and learn as a kid much differently. And so growing up, 
I learned some very valuable life lessons. And, you know, I went on as a kid who was labeled most likely not to ever succeed, never amount to much, probably never graduate from public high school, probably wouldn't even make it to my 20th birthday Wow! Uh, to go on today to, you know, being at NASDAQ twice during the closing bell. Um, you know, I help, I serve on a board of directors of multiple companies today that I'm paid for. One of the companies I helped take from a startup to a multi-billion dollar company today with over 75,000 people and, you know, 21 countries on five continents. Um, you know, we onboard a new person every four minutes into our company globally. That's, That's awesome. one of many companies I'm involved with. So I've learned practical systems, strategies, structures. And so the book during COVID-19, during the lockdown, Tatiana, the love of my life, you know, she's got three academic degrees. She's got a master's degree in education. She said, Darren, we need to take all this stuff out of your head, put it on paper and create a book and serve humanity with it. So people are going to love the book until I become, or they go to until I become.com. What they're going to love about it is the book is less than a hundred pages. Why? There's no fluff. There's no filler. There's no sizzle. You get the steak, not the sizzle in the book. It's a practical book, a how-to book, step-by-step, which people are going to love. And you know, it's only been out for a couple of months. It's gone global. It's been used in colleges, universities, schools, prison systems, corporations, organizations, businesses all over the world just in the last couple of months. Why? Because it's the real deal. That's it, awesome. it, you know, I always say, you don't need to read more books, but this book is different because you're going to discover things in this book that you've never heard before. We, uh, I was just a couple of nights ago speaking to a large uh, university here in North America online. And I had a lot of students upset after the two hour training and development they private messaged me through LinkedIn. They were upset. I'm like, why are you upset? Because the 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 results that I delivered, the pack, the practical training I delivered in two hours, it was all about my book because the students are studying my book. But like, I spent all this money going to college and university, all this money, and I learned more in two hours of practical stuff for buying a book yep. than I did spend all this money to get a formal educational degree. This is nonsense. It's so, incredible. No, I've, I love it, man. I'm. A- so the universities invited me to come back because they were so impressed with the evaluations and the feedback. Why? Because I'm the real deal. I, I, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I do this because I love people and I want to serve humanity. And, um, you know, I, I was, I was never good enough as a kid. And now I've achieved a lot of success, and I want to pay it forward and pass it on and make a difference. Because to me, what it's about for me, what's in it for me, is about collecting the stories. I want people to stop me in an airport or on the street and say, "I read your book, and here's what's happened in my life. Here's what's now demonstrated in my life." That's, that's the juice for me. Is when we wrote the book. Tech and I collaborated. I said, listen, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is the juice worth the squeeze? And we want to make sure if we're going to build the book, the juice mm-hmm. better be worth the squeeze. And it is. Absolutely. I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to read it. Like I said, we picked yep. up a bunch of copies. We're going to give them out to uh, first 15 people that reach out with the link that's below. Holly, let's order some for everyone in the company too. And we'll instate that as like a corporate training. Yeah, sure. A little secret about, about reading because I, I I was labeled with a learning disability and a reading disability growing up as a kid. And now you're writing kids. books. How not that funny, right? Yeah. So here's the, here's the secret to writing a book, reading a book, just commit to reading 10 pages a day. It's easy to do. And it's also easy not to do. And that's the difference. Reading 10 mm-hmm. pages a day is easy, easy not to do. You just read 10 pages a day and you, you know, the numbers times 365 days in a calendar year, that's 3,650 pages, which is 12 to 15 books a year, cover to cover just by reading 10 pages a day. That's great. And I can honestly say, even from my own experiences, when I, when I really started reading and, and in high school and I, I didn't go to college either. So like, I don't, I don't think I ever read one book cover to cover throughout that entire period of time. It was not till I was almost 30 that I actually started reading books. And in one year I read about 25 books on self-development, you know, business personality types, just all kinds of actual real life stuff. And that, that literally changed my life. So I love that. Well, it's good to share that because the whole, one of the intentions with the book until I become was I wanted the book to be passed down generationally. Mm. I wanted this book for you or Holly or anybody listening to say my kids or my niece or nephews 
or people in my church or people in my school, people in my community. I had a gentleman the other day in Los Angeles ordered books for all the kids in the neighborhood where he lives in his cul-de-sac in Los Angeles. He was so moved by the book, he shared it with his kids and he, and he bought books for the kids in the neighborhood because he says, you know what, if we, have, have, if we make a difference in the community, and that's what it was about to me, is about getting the story, collecting the stories of that, right? So you'll love this because this book will make a huge difference in your life and you'll want to pass on to your kids. And that to me is making a ripple of impact. That's is the secret to living is giving. I, that's the juice. The secret to living is giving. I love it, man. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. It's just great to be uh, here. You know, a, a business associate and a really good friend. It really means a lot. So if people want to get a hold of you, is that where they should go? Is untilibecome.com? Yeah, untilibecome.com. You want to follow me on social media? It's Darren Jacklin or darrenjacklin.com. And you know, or your book online or on Amazon, Until I Become or untilibecome.com. And I'm just here grateful to serve and make a difference. I love it. Thank you so much. And uh, once again, just you, know, you never know what you're going to get on this show. We talk about how to deduct a travel trailer, how to deduct a $400 million resource search vessel or just how to, how to change your life location you know? versus vacation location versus vacation i love it man i can't thank you enough thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of the cool shit you can deduct show we'll talk to you soon Hey, everybody, if you enjoyed this show as much as we did, go ahead and like and comment below, ring that bell and, and put in those comments. Tell us what the your favorite part of today's show was. Can't thank you enough. We appreciate you being part of part of our group here. So thank you so much.